Soccer highlights and all the baseball scores in sports at 11. The following program is brought to you in living color on KTBR Break Room. Hear the drama get wicked. Already this morning, and just flying by like this week. It's Wednesday, right? I think so. Hump day. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully, we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh. Looks like you're about a thousand gallons light here, Mike. Where's the juice? Methylamine isn't coming. Who the hell are you? You know. You all know exactly who I am. Say my name. Do what? I don't, I don't have a damn clue who the hell you are. Yeah, you do. I'm the cook. I'm the man who killed Gus Fring. Bullshit. Cartel Gus Fring. You sure? Now, say my name. You're the break room. You're goddamn right. Podcasting live from the break room towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Hey, episode 256. Welcome back to The Break Room. The Galaxy's, damn, we got an, we've done a lot of these episodes. We have the Galaxy's favorite podcast about pop culture and snacks. Just hearing the episode makes you think that. Now you might be asking yourself, yes. why does Dustin sound so weird? Why does he sound like he's in a galaxy far, far away? I sound normal. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> no, he's don't. not just using a shitty mic. No, he is laid up in a hospital uh, in uh, downtown Dallas. Uh, there was a bit of an accident last night. He had uh, Anthony Robbins over. He was doing a firewalk. He slipped on one of the hot coals. When uh, asked over tea kettles, landed on his taint. Broke my coccyx. Yeah, unfortunately, he's having taint repair surgery, which means he's taking his kielbasa and turning it into a Hope Solo deli platter, which he'll be showing off for everybody here in the next taint. couple of weeks. Did he, did he rip his taint? He ripped everything. It's a slow repair. It takes a few they, weeks to repair from. You know, it, it's, I'm going to be laid up for a while. Yeah, so stem, maybe next week you might hear me the same way. Stem to stern. Stem to stern, he ripped it open. Yes. And uh, yeah, that he'll be getting uh, taking that out of you, making it any, and he'll uh, be putting on, he'll have his own personal fappening. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, when once everything's the sutures have healed, and uh, Are they having gender reassignment surgery. Well, that's the only that's the only course you could take when you let your taint lands on hot coals. <laughs> is uh, you have to make you have to turn it inside. You have to take that kielbasa, make it Hope Solo uh, deli platter. Interesting. It depends on what's left after they really reassess after the sutures come off. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. You'll be uh, basically a human a walking Arby's. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode two fifty six. We are back again. Um, we almost had Matt Radio because of that disaster last night. Uh, that would be then we used technology, so we could all three join. Exactly. We 
I invented uh, a thing called Hangouts last night, uh, yes. personally in my my lab, and here we are, miracles of interwebs. Mucks Hangouts. That's right, Mucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a company worth tens of dollars someday. It'll be in the red very shortly. <laughs> it's already the red. Already. Hey, what's up, break room? It's traveling there. <laughs> Methinks he sounds saucy. <laughs> a little uh, bit, yes. I've had too many martinis. <laughs> <laughs> too many two marpinis. Marpinis? <laughs> I had twenty marpinis. Anyway, um, we just left the Pat Benatar and Melissa Etheridge concert. <laughs> he sounds really soft. <laughs> Come to my window. <laughs> Are you going to play? I've had too many martinis. <laughs> but my wife is complaining because you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's complaining. <laughs> it's a poor complaint. And, uh, uh, yeah, so. She's complaining because we're awesome. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys are awesome. Just want to let you know that. And keep doing shows. And. Eat lots of tacos, guys. <laughs> Just because tacos are delicious and stuff. So, yeah. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, I did recently read, according to the uh, Latinos for Trump, that we're going to have taco uh, taco vans or whatever on every corner. So that's, a, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's nothing wrong with a taco truck on every corner. I think uh, the more tacos, the better we have in this country. Absolutely. I don't know why he sees that as a threat. That thing seems like more of a bonus <laughs> if we elect Hillary. Like more reason to vote for Hillary. Yeah, that should be actually that should be her political platform going into the November elections is instead of a chicken in every pot, it will be a taco truck on every corner if I get elected. <laughs> is there actually a group called Latinos for Trump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Is it like 10 guys? It's it's like uh, it's like two plus two equals five. I, it's so it's, it's probably more than you would expect. Unfortunately, God, it's so is, weird. It doesn't even make sense. Do they listen to him speak? No, they, apparently not. They just stare at his hairpiece and it's really weird. Masturbate on each other. Okay, his, his bobby uh, bobby pin haired piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everything else aside, deli platters aside, and speaking of deli platters, let's get the taste buddies. I'm hungry, I want some food. I'm it's time for another award-winning edition food. of the Taste Buddies. Food. Taste Buddies, assemble. As soon as I step foot in the shop, I know that I don't know what I want. Um, Chicken donut, coffee kebab, or um, lamb shish, or a mixed special. I Sometimes I get a coffee, or some next one I can't say properly. Ah, yes, the nurturing confines of the snack vault. Even I'll just get a portion of chips. Food. That's too much salt on my chips. I've been biting my lips. Are you fit? Food. I've lost my appetite. This week we're taking on... I hand-delivered these snacks to Dustin now. I was looking... <coughs> it did. seems like we're in a low snack time of year. We're right before Halloween, before all the good candies come out. Uh, we're almost to the state fair here in Texas of when all the fried stuff comes out. But there's we're kind of in like a desert, so I had to reach deep into the snack vault. And what did I find? I found from Post, from the uh, Flintstones product line, the Ice Cream Pebbles, which is a new variety. A new varietal from the Pebbles uh, cereal snack game. Post another king in the snack game, depending on what what you're looking for. I mean, I know they do regular cereal too, but they do a lot of they do a lot of snacks as well. They do, and but it seems like the Flintstone inspired snack line cereals were really their most successful products. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you have your cocoa pebbles, you have your fruity pebbles, 
And now we have the Bam Bam Lid ice cream pebbles, which are supposedly supposed to taste like rainbow sherbet, allegedly. And the uh, picture of the box. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. If you want to see a picture of the cereal in the box, you can go to Instagram.com slash show where we post all of our pictures. But there's a picture of Bam Bam, and he's got a rainbow-flavored sherbet cone, and he's Bam Bam smashing it into a bowl of cereal for some strange reason. <laughs> all right. And some white cream now, is going everywhere. Oddly enough, when I looked for a rainbow sherbet ice cream pebble cereal, and someone wrote a review that mentioned the break room in it already. Oh, really? And this was back in July 1st, 2015. Wow. So they clearly they've gotten our Wayback Machine, and they've traveled into the future. <laughs> Our, said, the, the first line of the review is a time in which the break room has been transformed into capital V, capital break, capital room. <laughs> well, we'll, and it goes on to talk so about it. As we are, apparently we're about to find out that from now on we are no longer just mostly lowercase. We are all capitals, the <laughs> break room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and <clears throat> proclaim someone has stole our identity. You think so? Well, Mark Marin did try that for a while until he got his ass kicked by us That's in true. iTunes. Uh, Look this, up the impulsebuy.com. Go find it, and it has us already reviewing it. That sounds like a fake website. Now, as far as yeah, Flintstones characters go, where does Bam Bam rank amongst the Flintstones characters? I think Fred has to go number one, since he is the lead Flintstone. I think Barney has to come number two, because he's a sidekick. And then sure. you've got Pebbles, Betty, and Wilma, and Dino. I think Dino probably has to come number three. Yeah, agreed. And then, then you've got the Martian from season the later seasons. Oh my where God. does Betty come into play? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Betty. Yeah, Betty's probably better what? than Wilma. Yeah. Wilma seems like she's hard to live with. Betty probably comes number four. God. Bam Bam is definitely the better kid than Pebbles. You feel like they had a lot of counseling sessions between them? Oh, yeah, definitely. She, Wilma? Yeah. Wilma's probably threatening to walk out all the time. <laughs> I think Bam Bam is definitely the better kid. When you can, if Wilma's going, going to walk out with Pebbles. One more time, Fred. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, Fred. I feel like Betty and Fred are probably, probably flirting with each other like... Uh, Having some sort of uh, flirty affair on the side, maybe Bam Bam yeah, is really possible. is really Fred's kid. It's all, it's entirely it seems impossible that it's his kid. Uh, Bam Bam definitely has the great strength, which he could uh, beat up anybody, which is definitely a great advantage over Pebbles because Pebbles can't do anything but sit there and stare at a crib. So Bam 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 should be higher, and he probably should have his own cereal. Although, does he rank above Dino to get his own cereal? I don't know about that. I believe when they get older, that Bam Bam does Pebbles quite a bit. He and they popped out yet oh, another yeah. kid. Yeah, he bones her right into the Mesozoic era. <laughs> yes. All right. So this is the ice cream. Uh, ice cream pebbles supposed to take, uh, taste like rainbow sherbet. It's not sherbet. It's rainbow sherbet. Which we reviewed apparently. Which is there a divisor between sherbet and ice cream? It seems like they're two different confections. They are. Which is strange. They're then you think that we maybe we get some Rocky Road ice cream pebbles or something, or maybe it'd be called sherbet pebbles. But nobody can really pronounce sherbet except us because we're snackologists. Okay. That's a very good point. Yeah, so the, I think they are trying to confuse the mat. I think this is. I think you need to follow the money here to find out what are they trying to promote here: ice cream or sherbet? And sherbet is a weird word. Who came up with sherbet? Is it somebody's name? Sherbet. Sherbet is a really weird word. It's a really weird, weird word. Weird word. Sherbet. Sherbet. A lot of people mispronounce it and say sherbet. That's what I'm saying. There is no R. But it sounds better as sherbet. Welcome to the conversation, Dustin. Yeah, thanks for paying attention. I know you're. I know you're hopped up on oxy. <laughs> that's true and morphine all right let's get right to it it uh it is it definitely resembles quite a bit like uh fruity pebbles the original fruity pebbles doesn't look at all like cocoa pebbles surprisingly enough it's about the same it does cons- resemble quite a bit like that, that yeah is true. well it uh it's a little lighter in color uh more pastels than um than the original fruity pebbles which are darker hues 
these are definitely more Easter colors. For instance, Cocoa Pebbles are all brown, obviously. So a bit of a chain, a color change, but the same little pebbles that we've all been uh, enjoying God. since the you early. Have so many 80s. good points today. I know. We chose to go with uh, pure whole fat milk as one should when they're eating cereal. None no. of this not then on skim ninety nine point nine percent fat Wrong. bullshit. I'm I'm doing two percent, so sorry. Ah, uh, you guys are terrible. Nope. I like. <clears throat> I can do with cereal. I can do skim or even almond milk. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, it's not wrong. It's a. It's a <laughs> you're both preference. wrong. No, it is pretty wrong. If you're gonna drink milk, which is gross by itself, then you should go whole That's fat. Not true at all. Milk is disgusting by itself. God, milk is only a supplement to other food ingredients. Why do you? Why do you hate? Cows? I agree. Milk's pretty nasty. Exactly. Thank you. Hmm. Now the disadvantage to the pebble, as has always been, is it gets soggy. It's not like your Captain Crunch. God, it's soggy fast. It gets soggy super fast. It's because the the pebbles are too thin. You would think in the last. I realize they're called pebbles, but it doesn't mean have to. They have to be. These are thinner than normal pebbles. If you would make them like an actual pebble, a real pebble, then it would still retain its crunch. But this has been the the number one problem with post. Uh, Flintstones inspired cereals since yawn 1960s. Is it their two? I was going to say it's been a long time since they've been making this. You think they could have improved it? Maybe, it, maybe it add some new cereal varnish on there. You know, you think they could have added some new varnish to it in the last 30 years that would have improved the crunch. After all, uh, you know, the captain mastered that decades ago, and we haven't had a problem with it ever since. We still retain our crunch up until about the last of the bowl. Now, flavor-wise, I maybe a tinge of sherbet, sherbet, but I can't say it, it's Not that different from per- Fruity Pebbles. It's like a different kind of Fruity Pebbles. That's all it is. It's a lighter version of uh, Fruity Pebbles. It's less fruity and a little more generic ice creamy, but it's still, yeah, I, I taste maybe some generic ice cream taste to it a little bit, but it's not... I don't know. It, it doesn't taste like sherbet that much to me. Dustin is the aficionado on uh, generic ice cream taste. I am. Yeah, I'm, I've got the snack vault. He's got the ice cream vault. And it's filled with Janet Lee ice creams. And great value. Great value brand, yeah. <laughs> Double Truth, you know, from Kroger. Yeah, any off-brand. Any, any, yeah, any very off-brand. Trader Joe's. Sure. Full of two-buck chuck in your wine vault. We have a lot of vaults Absolutely. in our houses. So, I can't say I'm very impressed by this. It's not that different from Fruity Pebbles. I'm very it's disappointed. It's not horrible. I mean, it's not horrible. Like Fruity Pebbles, you might like it. But is it... It's it's kind of close to Sherbet Sherbet, but it's not as close as it should be. It's not significantly different enough from regular Fruity Pebbles that I can go, you know, 50 thumbs up on this. I do enjoy the box. It's a significant change. It's good to see a new character on the boxes. Uh, I do enjoy a Bam Bam. I, l- I like Bam Bam quite a bit. I enjoy him smashing the cereal with his ice cream cone. Although, in practicality, that probably wouldn't work very well. Well, the last time the break room reviewed it, the pros were tangy, crunchy, slightly fruity. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, it's... Yeah, um, 100%. It's not tangy, crunchy, or slightly fruity. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's not crunchy because it almost eva- it completely softens up immediately. Um. Like yeah, a refract- a, just like a refractory same, period. Same problem as all pebbles. Yeah. It gets really. too soggy too fast. Not different enough. Uh, definitely not tingy enough. And no. not that impressed. So I'm going to give this one thumb up, one thumb down, and three thumbs sideways. 
Thomas? Three sideways, huh? You have you can only give ratings for the amount of thumbs you have. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Um <clears throat> Look, it's a cereal, and I like cereal <laughs> I like cereal that in is general. A great point. <laughs> just say I like cereal in general. There are very few cereals that I just don't like. Uh shredded wheat being the bane of my existence. Um I mean, it's it, it it's very average, extreme fiber one, extreme. Oh yeah, fiber oh, one. Fiber one's good. Grape nuts. Grape. Uh, I'm, I like to mix grape nuts into something. By itself is a little. I don't know, a little bit too Actually, much. I don't think grape nuts are that bad. I don't either, but I like to mix it with something. Kind of like kind of like granola esque type stuff. Esh esker. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go two thumbs sideways because it's just it's very, very mediocre. <laughs> I mean, if I were going based off just of what it calls itself, it'd be two thumbs down because it's nothing like ice cream pebbles at all. Doesn't taste like sherbet. Doesn't taste like. I mean, it just it. It's nothing crazy. It tastes like a light version of um, fruity pebbles. But you say it doesn't taste like sherbet, but does it taste like sherbet? It doesn't taste like either. I don't know what sherbet <laughs> tastes like, so I don't know. Uh, so yeah, two thumbs sideways for super blandness. Dustin, uh, for me, for me, I would say, uh, really, I don't get any like specialty flavors out of it at all. Uh, it doesn't have, um, I mean, there's a multitude of colors in here, so I would assume it's supposed to taste like, I don't know, cherry or I don't know, all these other sherbets that are out there. <laughs> the only flavor I even get out of it is like a slight dull vanilla, and it's really not that great. So to me, I'm gonna go ahead and say two thumbs down because this this kind of fails. I don't think I'd ever really eat it again, and I don't think it does what it's supposed to do. So two thumbs down. Yeah, when the you know the colors, the when the nurse is fetching her doo-doo later, then she's gonna have a nice uh, rainbow display in her that's hands. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, that's very true. <coughs> You're gonna fill up your colostomy bag. <clears throat> that's the good thing for her. It's like Bam Bam just poured himself into the, your colostomy bag. Does Bam Bam exactly. look like a fruity pebble? I don't think he does. I don't know, but we'll be asking that question in the future. Fuck all of you. <laughs> That'll right. be an age-old break room question. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up on the other side, we have we're returning, we're activating, we're pulling the dust cover off the way back machine. If the only thing keeping a person decent is the expectation of a divine reward, then brother, that person is the break room. Call us at four six nine six six five nine eight two seven and leave a voicemail. special Dawson's Creek. Dawson, did you get the results of your test back? Yeah. Well, what'd the doctor say? Well, he said I'm eating up with AIDS. Oh my God, Dawson. You don't even seem to be concerned. Hey, Kimberly, I've beaten acne. I can beat this. Well, do you think that I might have it? I don't know, but all this AIDS talk has got me horny. <laughs> oh my God, Dawson. How can you think about sex right now? Right, Kimberly. I should be counting my blessings. I'm 22, hot, and I own my own creep. Oh, Dawson, let's do it. <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist. That's not tonight, but all new Dawson's Creek.
still. What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Start your computations for time warp. All right, time circuits on. What do you mean, time circuits on? Doc, we're not going back now. Yep. From the future. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Excellent! Here we are once again in the time stream, comfortably nestled in our Wayback Machine. It's good to be here again. We've been here in over one Earth year at least. Is everybody enjoying the updates to the car? I finally added AC to it. You finally put the DVD player in. Yeah, so you can watch your SpongeBob in the backseat. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally going to be entertained. I know sometimes the iPad just isn't enough to keep you entertained. That is true. We have to have interactive SpongeBob games. Like a five-year-old. I could have put a fucking Blu-ray in, but, you know, whatever. Well, look, I can't afford that technology. Plus, this is a 1980s DeLorean. I don't know that it can really support a Blu-ray at this point. You could afford a Blu-ray. You could afford a toaster. <clears throat> you just I'm not saying I can't afford it. I'm saying it can't support Oh, okay. Fair Where's enough. the uh, tune that usually accompanies us in the way back? It's in your face, machine. Uh, we're going back this time. We're going. I think we're going back farther, at least to, to begin with. I think we're going back farther than we've ever gone before. It's not see a sting. <laughs> Desert Rose is playing in the background the entire time. Now a couple. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> So a couple weeks ago, Stefan, this is what inspired this, this uh, segment, is Stefan posted a song. What are you guys popping open over there? A monster. Oh, okay. Yeah, not so exciting. Sorry. God, not that exciting. I know it's not a morphine Coca-Cola like you want to enjoy right now. I was hoping it was a new bottle of Johnny Walker Blue that happened to be, uh, okay. be a pop top. It doesn't pop open like that. <laughs> His liver is so damaged, he goes by pop top liquor bottles now. Exactly. They make them special for me. <laughs> So Stefan posted a song to our uh, our Facebook timeline uh, a few couple of weeks ago, and it seemed like the uh, I don't know just everything came together this uh, in the last couple of weeks because I also heard at the oh, same yeah. time <laughs> it's about bad music right it was it was it was a terrible singer and we'll play it later but I also heard about a movie that Meryl Streep was doing and uh, basically we're going to be talking about how much we enjoy bad songs or bad music um, in this wayback session and there's a movie that she's in called Florence Foster Jenkins. And it's about this lady in, uh, she started out in the 1917s. She started out as a pianist, and she, she was a socialite. Is that the one with Aaron Hugh Grant? Yes. Yeah, it came out in April. And it, she was a socialite. Uh, Florence was a socialite and a pianist. Well, she had some nebulous uh, hand accident that prevented her from ever playing piano again. And she decided in the 40s, I think it was, oh, I'm sorry, in the 20s, that she wanted to resume her musical career after her father died and left her, a, her uh, his entire trust. So she got a lot of money. And this uh, Hugh Grant plays the actor that was Shakespearean actor that was her. She got okay. She got she had her first husband. He got syphilis. Good lord. She kicked him to the side because she got <clears throat> syphilis, and she hooked up and started banging this Shakespearean actor. And they opened up a music club, and she decided she wanted to be a singer because she couldn't be a pianist anymore. But the thing was. She was a terrible singer, and nobody was willing to really tell her that she was terrible. And even Hugh Grant, <laughs> yes, even Hugh Grant back in 1923. Wow. 
Um, but she was very self-conscious about it, and she would only, like, her legend started to grow because she would only, she wouldn't have uh, public performances. She would have invite-only performances. And uh, her legend started to grow, and then uh, she would never have it's any... It's a lot like our, uh, karaoke uh, when we hang out. You know, it's very private. Yeah, v- yes, exactly. It's very much like that. Um, but finally, in 1944, at the age of 76, she finally had a public performance at Carnegie Hall. And over 2,000 people were turned away at the door because of this. She recorded a few uh, discs on wax uh, back in the early 40s as well. And there's not that many recordings of her, but uh, they said at the, the uh, Carnegie performance, uh, this is what the New York Sun said, Mrs. Jenkins has a great voice. In fact, she can, hit, she can sing everything except notes. And then five days later after the performance, she died of a heart attack. So here's a little bit of uh, Queen of the Night by Mozart, sung by Florence Foster Jenkins. So she believed she was a great soprano, and she actually compared herself to some of the great sopranos of the day. She's not hitting most of those uh, notes. Yeah. <laughs> she was described as, quote, having great difficulty with basic vocal skills, such as pitch, rhythm, and sustaining notes and phrases. <laughs> Again, kind of like us singing karaoke. Yeah, but it's expected of us. We're not comparing ourselves to, to you know, Phil Collins or something, or Sting. <laughs> True. So, yeah, I feel like she was kind of the first. She, I mean, nobody was willing to tell her that she was bad other than paper critics. And uh, at least the people that she kind of ran in circles with. Apparently she was the chairman or chairwoman of several music societies. And nobody, because she had so much money, nobody was really willing to uh, speak out against her publicly. But uh, she was kind of the first of those bad singers, of which, of course, led later to people like uh, Rebecca Black with Friday, things like that. And it's it feels like it's getting better or worse, depending on what your view is of uh, bad music. But now this this next one I feel like um, let's go let's go to two thousand uh, let's go to two thousand twelve here and uh, let's go to the uh, cougar uh, portion of the timeline. This is uh, probably going to be one of Thomas's favorites. This is about Johnny Manziel, and it's God. a song called uh, it's it's I don't know if it's as famous outside of Texas as it as it is in Texas, um, but it's about Johnny Manziel back when he was a contender for the Heisman. And this is by Lynn Duddy, and it's called Johnny Football, set to the tune of 1962's Johnny Angel by Shelley Fabre, the wife from Coach. Johnny Football, Johnny Football. <laughs> You're an angel to us. Johnny Football, now we love him. Is Thomas shaking his ass over there? 
Oh yeah, he's swaying over there. In this video, I mean, half the fun of this is the video itself. And she's standing in front of the. She's wearing a Texas A&M shirt. She's in uh, front of an A&M blanket and has an A&M helmet next to her. Uh, and she just looks like a mid, you know, like a mid fifties, like overly tanned cougar. The typical of College Station. How's that guy not dead yet? Johnny Manziel. Yes. That's a good question. He probably will be shortly. God. We're in heaven. What about all that? Oh, dude, he's pretty damn wheels off. He is wheels off, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up dead tomorrow. But I mean, I don't. No, it's just it's just because I hired an assassin. That's why. Oh, gotcha. My bad. He's gonna have a double a double tap of uh, Johnny Football and Lynn Duddy here. <laughs> Apparently, he was raging in a local Miami uh, club just yesterday and got arrested. So you know. Oh my gosh. Hey, after he was oh, not gonna drink anymore, things seems to have gone out the window pretty quick. Yeah, not not working out so well for old Johnny Football. That's enough. Why wouldn't Jerry Jones want him as a backup quarterback? Of course. Well, they they're down to like their fifth string now. So <laughs> now this next one is going to be in the same uh, Cougar part of the time stream, also from 2012. Uh, is one of Thomas's favorites. Uh, let's just get right into it. <laughs> this is totally Thomas's favorite. Okay. <laughs> Just because I introduced you to this does not mean it's my favorite. This is a crazy video. And honestly, even the audio by itself doesn't do it justice. <laughs> I can't believe someone actually said, This is a good song. We should do this. <laughs> Then look away. <laughs> Don't forget, Dustin. <laughs> wow. You know you guys want to sing along. So what's this? Uh, what's this lady's name? It's uh, Lisa Gale Allred. Okay. And Break room listeners, if you've not seen this video, look it up. Yeah, I'll try to put uh, I'll try to put the links in the show notes, but it's all these videos. It's but fantastic. The video itself is hilarious. So she's uh, she's overly tanned, like uh, someone that's been stuck in the desert with her chain spread wide open, and she's like the color of a sunburned nah, sack. Not even like that. Dude. And her hair she looks like she just sat into in a freaking tanning booth way too long. Her hair is so bleached, she looks like a mop, and she's. And there's all these guys dressed as cowboys in white t-shirts. How would <laughs> yes in a in a classroom? Yeah, in a classroom. <laughs> how would you feel if that was George Hamilton? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how would you feel if that was like the peak of your existence was being the uh, like one of the cowboys in the Lisa Gale All Red video, Three Second Rule? That'd be that'd well, be better than your peak, sir. Well, yeah, but I, I never claimed to be that good. But uh, <laughs> I'm I just saying. People to harmonize with her because that is worse than our karaoke. Oh yeah, mm, for very sure. True. Very true. For sure. This video was uh, very lampoon, no surprise. At one point, it was taken down, but of course, other people put it back up for her. And I saw mo- I saw today, <laughs> I saw today that she actually released a new video. I didn't rip re- oh, this, no. but uh, yeah, she did a cover of Adele's Hello. Oh, no. Hello. She's gonna, talking on like a. One? No. Uh, she's talking on like a flip phone to, from like 1993. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, I wanted to play this. This is actually my favorite part. I'll, I'll, let me pot it up here. This is my favorite part of the song. The harmonizer. Yeah. Anything more 
good. So that's enough of Lisa Gill already. Just <laughs> yeah. weird. I highly recommend you watch the video. It's hilarious, though. But I will say most of these songs on my little way back trip here, you know, it's a lot of bad singing, but they're very catchy. They have really catchy <laughs> hooks. And so maybe some of these people should become songwriters because maybe with a good singer, maybe that three second rule could have been a decent country hit. I'm not saying good, but could have been a decent country hit. Actually, it could have been catchy with, with the proper mix and the proper singer. Well, and someone maybe, you know, adjusting the lyrics just a little bit. Yeah, right. but I think it's got a catchy enough hook that like when, I, when I've heard that a few times, every damn time it gets stuck in my head. <laughs> every day. And I sing it for days on end. Do you masturbate to it? Of course. <laughs> of course. Over and over again. Now, the next one I think is gonna make is gonna make Dustin Power Down. So this is from two thousand eight. It's from a certain okay. mice. Why are they my favorite songs, but they make Dustin Power Down? No, what I didn't say fuck? that. That's I, how it is. I said the last one would made you power down. This one's gonna make Dustin Power Down. This is from two thousand eight. It's from a uh, a MySpace rapper. Got a decent hook going in. Nice production. Dear God. I pray that one day the lost will be found and they will be brought to you so you can forgive them for their sins. I pray that one day I can come before your eyes and see what lies ahead because I pray that one day no one will be lost because Jesus paid the cost for all of us to live and we need to give them praise. I pray that one day all hands will be raised and no one will be left out because I pray that one day the truth will be told and everyone will hold a key to your gate to your kingdom, O Lord. Every night, every day, I will pray, and I will pray, and peace will come, freedom will reign. Every night, every day, This is totally Thomas, circa 2003. No, it's not. Yeah, that's uh, that is the very unique rapper known as Skittles from his, oh my God. his 2008 uh, album Books of Sin Part One. You don't think he would have done this back about 15 years ago? No, there's no way in hell. I don't think there was ever a part two released to Books of Sin. I think there was just part one. He kind of reminds me if you look at his picture, and again, if you go to the links in the show notes, he kind of looks like Brendan Dassey from Making a Murderer. He's like the Brendan, wow. and he kind of sounds like Brendan Dassey. He's like the Brendan Dassey of rap. Now, let me show you my uh, favorite part of this one. That is the very right. That is a power down. That yeah, is a definitely. Power I know. Down. That's why I played it. My favorite part of the song is the very end of this. Is I pray when he kind of runs out of runway here. Lord, I pray that one day my life will be fulfilled and I will meet you. But what will I do when I greet you? I don't know, but maybe I will give you a huge show in your name and I will finally win this game. I'm not ashamed to say I pray about you each day, every night, and every day. Wow, that's it. <laughs> he didn't exactly match the lyrics up with the beat. The mix, uh, could have extended the mix underneath the, the finish there. It doesn't seem like it's a pretty much a repeating beat. You could have copied and pasted somewhere in the middle there and probably achieved <laughs> yes. the same result. But he just went with the same karaoke beat uh, he ripped out of his local uh, when did this third guy, grade mall. When did this guy come into being? Uh, 2008. And don't confuse him. There's another rapper name, another Christian rapper named Skittles oh. that is not the Brendan Dassey but- Skittles. That's not when he came into being. That's, oh, yeah. know, that was a few years he didn't just well, that's, what I, that's what I meant. When he didn't he just become... explode into an 18 year old version of himself. <laughs> Singing I pray immediately out of the veg. Yeah. It's a super impressive MySpace page. So it looks <laughs> yeah. like he has 
five so- four songs. Yeah, you should play uh, track one is introduction. Track two is my label intro. Track three is my label, and track four is I pray. Track four, <laughs> I pray. Yeah. Now uh, I will say, let's play a little bit of my label because this is hilarious. If it'll play. Oh, it's not playing anymore. It wasn't playing earlier. Oh, well, moving on. Darn. All right, let's move on to. Okay, I know we played Rebecca Black a lot on this. Oh my god! Show. Yeah. We're not, we're, I'm not going to play We're too much. The show that keeps no. Rebecca Black alive. <laughs> I just want to play you my favorite part of the song because I feel. I feel like uh, no this part of Friday doesn't go exposed. I think it's been unexposed, so I'm going to expose it here. And this is the part where she just lists days that exist during the week. <laughs> So I love the phrase Sunday comes after words Cueing in the musical rap interlude As every one of these modern songs has And I should have, I should have mentioned this comes from 2011 So we've moved forward in the time stream a little bit here Right But everyone So a lot of these after this that we'll get to They all have kind of a common theme And that they are young preteen girls That also have a lot of production value And they have musical rap interludes and it seems like it's becoming like um, a plague upon society at this point. But let's get to uh, the next one came in 2012 after Rebecca Black's success. This is Jenny Rose. And I guess she was very impressed by a piece of clothing. Jenny from the block? Jenny, yes. Jenny from the block. She <laughs> won- this is an 11-year-old girl at the time. And she wanted to sing about her jeans. Sounds kind of metal at the beginning, but don't be fooled. Grungy. The problem is, uh, yeah, if you search for, uh, they're just damn, they're so damn catchy. A lot of these, uh, this latest wave of bad songs are so damn catchy. Like, it's a terrible subject, of course, a piece of fabric, but I will say the chorus is at least have the hook. Music or what? It's, well, what'd you say? Sorry, maybe I didn't hear your question. I asked if you looked for bad preteen yes, music. What's your search? I have a permanent Google search set up for just for that. Uh, Google <laughs> alerts for bad preteen music. Um, now, I will say, of course, this one also has a uh, rap interlude. Now let's play the game. Um, this is uh, this song also features, by the way, the well-known rapper Baby. What was the name? Baby Triggy. Now let's play the game. Why did I pick out this cut? You might see me in a video, a TV show, MTV, HBO. Jenna could be a mom in a fashion show. Look there she goes. A B C Y. 
one, two, three. That girl wore her jeans like me. I bet she's mad, cause I look bad. Ha 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 ha. Jack my swag. Dig that. Ha 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 ha. Wow. <laughs> Don't think that will make it recurrence on this show. That's pretty fantastic. Never. Now, in 2013, moving forward in the time stream, we have Drew Garrett and Lauren Willie. They were friends from high school, much like us. But um, they decided they were going to record their own video because they thought they were hot girls. They assumed the much name... Much like us. Exactly. <laughs> we had shapely asses. Uh, they took on the name Double Take, and they decided to record a video in the back of a limo called Hot Problems. Surprise, they got God. some heavy criticism from the song for they are uh, neither hot nor talented. Yes, and it's funny if you watch the video, uh, the entire thing takes place either forward looking out the front of the limo or focused on the back towards them. And the entire time, it's like the camera can't stay in focus on the two of them, it's constantly zooming in and out. And they are so bad at lip syncing, I don't think I've seen anybody lip sync as badly. It's like they don't even know their own song since Millie Vanilli, anyway. Yeah. Well, Millie Vanilli was on fleek with their lyrics. I know. Until that one time. Well, until that. Until Millie killed himself on stage. God, that's not what happened. So no surprise, they got a lot of criticism for the song, for its content. For being... They just blew his head off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we get to the one that... um, Stefan sent us on Facebook, and this is uh, from an 11 year old right. named Angelica. And this, uh, she's 11 years old. All the way over from Sweden, guys. This is called uh, Rich Girl Mentality. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's an 11-year-old, and she's got so much makeup on. She looks like uh, an adult little person recording a music video. She doesn't look like an 11-year-old. It's okay if Mark says to throw it in the back, because we know what that means from him. <laughs> well, yeah. That just Somebody means, underage, no. That just means an erotic portal for me. 
Exactly. But the, the entire video is her like her coming in and out of a uh, a plane on the ground, a private jet, and then she lines up like thirty of her preteen friends to come in and out of a limo and the jets. And then, like I said, just tons, like ten tons of makeup on her face. It's just uh, high high production value. I'll give you that. And I will say this is probably from a musical perspective. Just production value is probably the best production yeah, value. Put a, I mean, there's a lot more money invested in this yeah. one than the other. Star. Not a great song, not 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 a good hook, but uh, but the most production value. Not even really a good song. No, I wouldn't say good. I'm just saying it has it has a lot of production put into it. It doesn't have the hooks like Three Second Rule, for instance. You're has, you're a bad aficionado of good songs that you like. This though, what you thought? Uh, you thought uh, what the hell was the name of that? Uh, F Your Feelings was a bad song. And you that were is very a bad wrong. Song. No, you're it wrong. Is a bad, it's a terrible song, but it's got a good hook. That. It's got a good hook, but it's a bad song. It's a bad song, but it's got a... Yeah, exactly. F Your Feelings so is a I'm terrible song at, with a good I'm hook. I'm very good at pointing this out. <laughs> no, no, you're terrible at it. So anyways, that's Angelica. Angelica. Uh, Angelica from... That's her song, Rich Girl Mentality, from June 2016. Here on KTBR. Yeah, somebody now, paid a lot of money. To help her produce that. Yeah, no kidding. Now, lastly is my favorite. It's been stuck in my head for many days now. And I hope it gets stuck in your head, too. Is it four-second rule? No. <laughs> it's not the sequel, no. This is our last song. This is, uh, this is called the Pokemon Go song. It's by Misha, the artist known as Misha for, for Kids Original. And I believe this is a child from... He's about 11 years old. Eight, I'm sorry, 8 or 9, maybe 10. He's a brat. Uh, from the Czech Republic. I'm back. I play Pokemon. So this entire video, it's like this kid is somewhere between 8 and 10, and he's like staring into the camera, which apparently decided that the sun would be their only light source because he's staring directly into the sun. <laughs> he's like, he clearly can't tell where he's going. Uh, a lot of it takes place as him in the driver's side of a car for some reason, although he clearly can't drive. And he's ch- cl- trying to focus on the camera, but he can't because the sun is directly in his <laughs> eyes. It's pretty awesome. So sounds wonderful. That is the Pokemon Go song, three exclamation points by Misha for Kids Original. So uh, look for that in your local... Uh, that uh, is quite the name, too. Yes. Mission for Kids Original? Yeah. So that was... Uh, Hastings will have that out on singles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look for that at your local uh, Hastings, for sure. Your local Hastings. I'm pretty sure the closest one around here is in Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> that song has been we stuck in my head one. for like... Every day I wake up, like for the last three or four days, it's been stuck in my head. I play Pokemon Go every day. Are you playing Pokemon Go? No, I'm not. It? But that's the thing is I wake up with it in my head. It's uh, it's a definitely an earworm. When you wake up in the morning. <laughs> I play Pokemon Go. Every day I play Pokemon Go. Hey, Michael Bugoy. Well, you can call us at 469-665-9827, just as Traveling Bear did. Earlier this week, you can email Especially us at drunk. Call us drunk. Yes, sure. absolutely. Email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. 
with an email or a voice clip. You can uh, find us on Twitter, The Break Room. I'm at the Mark with the C. Dustin is DWS9775, and Thomas is at Naveed Central, and he never, ever tweets. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash breakroomshow, and Instagram, instagram.com slash breakroomshow. We'd appreciate it if you go to iTunes and leave us a rating. We'd appreciate it, or just tell a friend to listen to the show. If you like it, they might too. We'll catch you guys here in a couple weeks for episode uh, 257 with Break Room. Have you ever been pelted in a sandstorm? Beyonce's ugly. Which library y'all go to? Dookie. <laughs> I have mad props respect for uh, your hymen. I have mad props respect for uh, camel toe skin. <laughs> I have mad props respect for uh, your micro penis. Would you like some dog penis wine? Was that his ejaculate? Did you jizz all over my car? I have mad props respect for uh, bear period. I have mad props respect for uh, dogs, asshole. <laughs> Bankbros.com. My sister masturbates with a cucumber. I cannot take off my mother's bra. The end game is to, is to uh, yeah, hit a roach with semen. <laughs>